The Eric Zane Show podcast is powered by the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. This thing's amazing. These people sent me one, and I'm so happy. I love it so much. It's a lock. It's a 2K camera. It's a doorbell. Three-in-one triple security. You know, a lot of the times when you buy something that's like a camera so you can see who's at your door, you're going to have to pay a monthly fee. That is not the case with the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. And by the way, I want you to search E-U-F-Y Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. The Eufy Video Lock is easy to install, set up with just a Phillips screwdriver, no drilling required. Thank goodness, because if I did that, there'd be holes all over the place. It'd be horrible. Keyless entry, no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full. Never worry about the kids losing keys or passing among the renters. One second unlocking with, get this, AI self-learning chip embedded. The more you use it, the more accurate it will be. It's fingerprint recognition on this thing. You got to try this out. Search Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or go to eufyofficial.com slash video lock. Full three-in-one triple security with Eufy. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This show comes to you each and every weekday at about this same time from this lovely Baldwin Ace Hardware fear bunker studio it's the 25th of may 2021 the eric saint show podcast begins now this is alabama linda otherwise known as candy crush linda and since i only back winners i listen to the eric zane show podcast wait how many times has he been fired anyway here he is eric zane Podcast. This is the daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Right here. Uh, if you were on the line watching on live stream, you just saw the, the door open up behind me and I had an interaction. I'll explain that in a second, but first of all, the particulars. This show, you can uh, get it one of several ways. First of all, uh, download it wherever you download podcasts. I'm, I'm on all of them. Uh, just uh, search Eric Zane Show or just go to ericzaneshow.com and click on the free player right there, and off you go. Takes care of it. Uh, I, I, a lot of times podcasters go, yeah, you won't believe it. I'm getting full distribution, man. I'm on every single platform there is. That's not a big deal. That's, like, easy. You can just, like, kind of – as soon as you post it to Apple Podcasts, uh, it's, first of all, it's going to hit all the little ones on its own. 
Uh, and then you gotta, you know, you, you kind of have to do a little bit of finagling to get it on Spotify. It's about a two minute job, quite literally. And then, yeah, you know, the, uh, maybe a uh, stitcher, Amazon, or, uh, I don't know, Odyssey. I think there's a couple of steps to getting it on there, but it, th- that is not that impressive. If you're, if you like think that you're hot shit because you're uh, listened on a bunch of platforms, that is not a big deal at all. Not at all. And because I just went through this the other day again because I switched platforms. Probably most of you don't even notice that. But uh, I dumped Audio Boom and went to a company known as Red Circle for hosting because they gave me everything that Audio Boom gave me, plus about a million things uh, in addition that helped your old pal Eric. And it it doesn't cost anything. It's like, huh? How, How do you make money? I think I know, but it's boring. So, yeah. And then, of course, the live streams. You can watch it all go down on the usual tried and true spots of Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Please uh, like the page, follow the page, or whatever it is you, you do, and then share it. Share that video and like it, please. I appreciate that. Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. Uh, a Periscope video on Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT. If you would, please retweet it with a snarky comment. Thank you very much. And then also on YouTube, the almighty YouTube Eric Zane show on YouTube. And then uh, hit the uh, bell notification and subscribe to the channel, all that stuff. Thank you. I am on Instagram. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage brings out to you. If you ever want to reach out to me via email, eric at ericzaneshow.com. My pals at Shoreliners Striping. Want to make sure that uh, you know about that. They sponsor the uh, the inbox. Shoreliners Striping. Sweep the parking lot. Paint the parking lot. You know, the stripes, a nice bright yellow stripes. Look so good. Make a great first impression with uh, your customers. And they also have just added uh, athletic field striping. Okay, so uh, bang on the door of Shoreliners at shorelinersstriping.com. Update. What was going on behind me when I started this show? That door opened up, and then uh, the music was playing, and I said, hey, well, what, hey, what's up? What can I, what can, the fat ass is eating the jelly. Okay, that's what Diana told me. Uh, This fat, fat, fat squirrel and his a uh, little buddy, Mr. Chipmunk, have been trying to steal the food in the bird feeder, the bird seed. So yesterday, part of my uh, uh, list of things to do that I had to take care of was get this thing called a baffle, which you put on the pole, and uh, then the, the he he climbs up the pole and he he hits the baffle and he's like, oh shit, I can't I can't do it, I can't get over the the baffle to go get the nuts. So the birds are like, thank God, you know, he was eating everything. This squirrel is so fat. And then, uh, and then the little chipmunk that comes along for the ride, they're like, uh, they're like a, a, a tag team partner or their tag team partner. So they can't get over the baffle all of a sudden. So this is great. But we, uh, Sarah Rook Ruck Rutch gave us those Oreo feeders, which are these little, uh, you know, dishes on a on a hook onto the shepherd's uh shepherd's hook and it it's jelly you you put grape jelly in there for the orioles now i haven't seen one oreo but some of the other uh birds are like ah oh, this is pretty cool i don't i don't mind some of this 
And uh, they, they, they sample it, but then the Diana just informed me the fucking squirrel is now eating the jelly like the asshole that he is. Son of a bitch. So this morning, uh, before all that hit, I'm in the yard, and lo and behold, it happened. A hummingbird flew up. And just to they 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 uh, fly so uh, mechanically the straight lines and the unbelievable angles that they move at they just stop and then they just go left right up down it it's an absolute marvel the way a hummingbird moves through the air it doesn't even look real okay and this little dark hummingbird comes flying up to the jelly very very quickly and he's like hmm what is this. And then he realizes it's not like the shit that they normally consume. So he flies away. But I was like, holy shit, we got hummingbirds. There's a hummingbird flying by. So I run upstairs. I got to talk to the queen of forest, uh, queen of the forest. I go, there's got a hummingbird. And she goes, well, we got to go get a feeder. So now, I mean, seriously, it seems like any money that we are making for the podcast, we are just going to feed the birds in the backyard. Now, every day I buy something new for birds. What are we doing here? Uh, yesterday, I bought this gigantic bag of food and the baffle. Um, we had to buy the shepherd's hooks for the uh, for what Sarah Rukrak Rutch bought, and the and uh, so and then now there's this. Now she's like, "All right, we got to go get another shepherd's hook. We got to get the hummingbird feeder. We got to get the hummingbird food." And I'm like, "Yeah, I'm all about it." And then I like take a step back. I go, "What?" What is going on here? I mean, what's what's next? There's going to be like coyotes running around the backyard. We're throwing meat out the back door to feed them. You know, any any type of wildlife. Uh, I'm such a sucker for this. I, I, I kind of think I should just move up north to Fear Bunker North and live there. You know, I mean, uh, all my neighbors are going to be like, what are you doing attracting all these animals to your, to your property, you idiot? Um, all right. So that's that's what's going on with that. Um, so the amount of cash spent is, uh, starting to get to a point where it's like, I don't know, I don't know more, more drama around the household yesterday. Uh, I talked to you about, um, well, Zaniac Mike Ball, dear friend of the family, the, uh, Ball family. I've known Mike forever. He's the guy who, um. Stocks the shelves for all the stores for the Little Debbie snacks, okay? He got into this line of work, and uh, it's called MB for his name, Mike Ball. MB Distributing. And he's got, like, a, uh, a team of people that gets his hands on Little Debbie snacks, and then he uh, delivers them and stocks the shelves of every place in and around this area where I live. So if you're walking through the store and you see the frickin' Little Debbie snacks. Oh, God, I told myself I was going to bring it up here and I forgot it. You see the Little Debbie snacks. Mike has uh, uh, stocked those shelves. Everything under the sun. So uh, that's his business. He distributes the food, the snacks. Picks them up from someplace and then that's his job. Okay? And he's great at it. He's like the guy. If, if you've gotten any of these snacks anywhere around here, he's, he's set them up. All right. So the other thing he does is he, I talked to you about how he does this. Uh, we, we, we used to do triathlons together, and then I got out of it. He's continued to do it. He is in tip-top shape right now. 
And then uh, he started talking shit. I started talking shit back. And so then the game is on for the October 17th Grand Rapids Half Marathon. So I'm like, challenge accepted, motherfucker. You were a punching bag to me for years, okay? You, you in fact, did uh, reveal that there was one time that you had beaten me in a race or something like that. I forget which one it was, but, you know, I mean, basically, you put in about 50% effort, and you're going to be able to beat Mike Ball. So, all right, now I've let myself go. Uh, I stopped doing triathlon in 2016. I've gained 20, 25 pounds. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, my, my training is spotty at best. Spotty at best. I eat horrible. Um, I, I don't, I'm not at all in that lifestyle in any way, shape, or form. Uh, if I do train, it's uh, for a handful of days during the week. It's not nearly consistent. Hasn't been for a long, long time. No matter what I do, no matter how hard I try, I always get derailed. And then, uh, I yeah, everything has kind of fallen off. Frankly, I'm a little concerned that the way I take care of myself is going to eventually lead to some type of uh, diabetic issue. And that cannot happen when you have one kidney. Seriously, that is that is. And I and I've 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 gone I've I've uh, it's. You know, I kind of yo-yo. I'm like, I'm full on worried about it, taking care of myself. And then it drops off. It is just that it's a very, it's a big time struggle for me without a doubt. But that fucker poked the bear one too many times. One too many times. We have set the date for the October 17th Grand Rapids Marathon. Mike and I head to head in the half. Now, uh, as I see it, there is 145 days from right now until October 17th. Okay. The, uh, now I know everything there is to know about training for this event. It's just a matter of doing it. It's a 16 week training plan that I do. I've done it many times in the past. I know exactly what I have to do. I'm not going to reveal too much about my training because I don't want that fat fuck Mike ball hearing any of it. Uh, I think he knows a thing or two anyway because of his success in uh, in in his uh, multi-sport efforts. Swim, bike, run. So it's almost like I'm starting from scratch. Up until June 28th, which is the start of the 16 weeks, I have to, which, well, it's just over a month away. Today's 25th. This is what you describe it as pre-training. Getting your body, your training to train. So that was yesterday. The start of that was yesterday. Truth be told, every week I start out the same way. I'm going to train this week. I'm going to train all week. Monday's usually okay. Tuesday's usually okay. Wednesday, kind of okay. Thursday, I don't train. Friday, I don't train. Saturday, I don't train. Sunday, I don't train. Back to Monday. That's not enough. That is not going to cut it. So I got to get going. Um, before I went to the track yesterday, there's a knock, there's a knock at the door. The NFK immediately perks up and I'm like, I got it. Uh, I look and it's Mike Ball. Great. What the fuck is this guy doing here? So, um, 
as I walk towards the door, I grab my belly and I grab this big chunk of fat and I go walking up to the door and I press it against the glass and he's just looking at me through the glass, disgusted. And then I'm thinking to myself, why are you even here? You are my sworn enemy. What, what, uh, you've got a lot of nerve, uh, uh, wheeling your ass up here. Okay. First of all, he gives me shit for watering the driveway because that's exactly what I was doing. I uh, had the sprinkler on and the way I have it set up, it's, uh, uh, two thirds of the water flying out of the sprinkler is actually watering the street. But I don't want to, I don't want to get my neighbor. I don't want to put it on his property. I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't want him to get wondering, why is Eric watering my driveway? So he gives me shit about that. And uh, he knows my struggles. And he says, here, I got, uh," and he's been posting um, little gifs on Zaniacs United of uh, like a clip of a fat bastard from the Austin Powers film running with his, or whatever fat guy meme he can post. Uh, hey, here's a clip of Eric training. And they see some obese person running completely heartless. And he goes, Hey, uh, I figured I'd come by and bring you a shirt so you can wear in the podcast, which I don't have. I promised myself I'd bring it up here, but I forgot. And, and he hands me the shirt and it says uh, little Debbie on it. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, great. And in, and there's something in the shirt and I, I pull the shirt back and it's a box of these strawberry shortcake Little Debbie snacks. And I'm like, okay, touche. You've won this round. You've freaking won. So I invite him in reluctantly. I should have just kicked him right in the balls and said, get off my porch, you sick bastard. Get the hell out of here. And uh, came in, chit-chatted a little bit with Diana and me. All the while, I'm thinking about kicking his ass. I wanted to uh, dig out his eyes right there. Thank God he finally left. And then that was it. And then off to the track. And I'm like, I, I am newly motivated. You know what? I'm not even going to open these. And I didn't. I have not opened them. So yesterday, um, you know, part of this thing is I got to start to eat normally. I can't, I can't inhale the, the garbage food like I normally do. And I kind of didn't. Um, well, anything's better than what I'd been doing, you know, but, uh, the day started to get long. I am obviously extensive detailed with you before. It's not like I'm sitting around doing nothing. If, if I was just sitting around playing video games and, and, uh, watching the day go by, I think that that would be a lot worse, but I am absolutely every single day, uh, uh going in 10 different directions and, um, uh, you know, trying to plan for this graduation party. And get the house ready. Diana's uh, breathing down my neck about that. Taking care of her as she recovers. Which, by the way, she's making vast improvements. She's doing uh, very, very well. You know, I got to do laundry. I got to uh, d- d- feed birds, for God's sake. Uh, I had to, had to take another trip to the store, uh, which I'll tell you about in a second, which was way embarrassing. So I'm constantly doing stuff. I didn't really have time to make any appropriate food for the day. Which I know what I have to do. I have all of this knowledge. I honestly do. It's just a matter of doing it. So I'm starving. I haven't really eaten. And I know that that's not right. I should eat a balanced diet every single day if I'm going to kickstart my, my metabolism along with my training to lose this fat. What did I eat? Two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Not the worst thing in the world. Okay. But I had to eat. I had to eat something. 
So to me, that's like easing into it. I didn't have time to make any damn food for me, prepare any normal food, like something off of a, the, a, a recipe, a Mediterranean diet type of food or anything like that. I didn't have time to do anything. So what did I eat? Two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Like, all right, don't worry about it. We'll get there. We got, we got more than 20 weeks to get this done. You're not going to get it all done in one day. Don't panic. Don't beat yourself up over this, but all the while, Mike Ball's in the back of my head, and this asshole's at my front door on this first day that I've committed to this, delivering me my favorite Little Debbie snack, the strawberry shortcakes. You asshole. You miserable buttfuck dick cock son of a bitch asshole fuckface dick. Shit! He finally leaves, thank God. I go to the track. It's not a complex workout. There's not a lot to it. And so what I'm going to do for the first several weeks up until June 28 is repeat week one of my 16-weeker. And uh, you're talking about maybe 18 miles of work. A couple days of speed training. And uh, the rest is, uh, it's, it's, it's not bad, okay? Yesterday's workout. I don't like revealing all of my secrets to an idiot like Mike Ball, but this is fairly simple, okay? All you have to do is do a one-mile warm-up, okay? And then maybe stretch a little. You're doing some drills to kind of get your legs moving, things like that. Uh, uh, various, uh, various little things to kind of get different muscle groups warmed up. Okay, this is no big deal. Okay, then you're ready. A couple stretches. Let's get after it. These are one mile repeats. Now, I'm not going to run them as slow as a warm up. I'm going to run them faster than I used to, or that than I'm than than that, and uh, at a pace that is um, should absolutely be able to maintain for extended time. And I worked too hard because there's no way I could have maintained that pace for extended time. The problem is the pace at which I'm running is so slow. It's disheartening. If I'm going to pull this off against Mike ball. Oh my God. Holy shit. I've got a long way to go because I did the first mile. And then what you do is you run a mile, you take a two minute break. You're actually looking at the watch. Okay. Two minutes. And then you start again, same pace. Um, there was a time three, four years ago when I would do these at about six and a half minutes, rest two minutes and do another one for six and a half minutes, like seven or eight of them. No big deal. My first lap was two minutes and five seconds. That's horrible. That's an eight minute, 20 second mile pace. Mike ball averaged under eight twenty at Chattanooga's half iron after he had run or or, or ridden 55 miles on the bike. He did that for a half marathon. I'm fucked at this point. I'm thinking I'm dead. Uh, I actually did speed up for the rest of that mile and got it down to eight Oh two. So first lap was a disaster. Second lap was also a disaster faster on the back half, but it's shitty. I am fucked. So, all right. I get done with one mile and I'm like, (laughs) and it's like way too fast. That was way too fast. Okay. 
I mean, it was I, I worked way too hard. And the point of this is you're supposed to be working hard, but not that hard. So if I had done this appropriately, probably an 840 mile. Seriously. I bet that if I am to beat Mike Ball at um, the Grand Rapids Half Marathon, I am going to guess that I'll need to average about 745 a mile. Judging by his pace of the half um, half Ironman um, run portion of that race. Because if he's running about 820 um, for after all of that activity, he's probably going to be able to easily bust out a 750. So I've got my work cut out for me, folks. I'm not going to lie to you. This is not going to be easy. And that came, I came to that realization yesterday because I did the one mile and I haven't even gotten to the worst part of the story. And I'm, I'm ruined. I stand there for two minutes and then it's time for the second mile. And all I need to do is two. I finish this. I'm gone. I leave. Full transparency here. I did one lap and I stopped. Couldn't do it. It was in my own head. I was, uh, uh, <laughs> my belly bouncing, my, my, my titties just, <laughs> oh no. So then I'm like, don't sweat it. It's going to take a while. Like I said, this is pre-training. Got a lot of work to do, folks. 145 days from today. I don't. I think the, the race starts at about this exact time. It's about 825, 826 Eastern time that I'm saying these words. So nearly exactly 145 days until October 17th. Oh, boy. All right, stay tuned. Today, back at it. I am I am making the time. I cannot Mike Ball, thank you. I am thanking you for lighting this fire. Okay? I am ready to go. I am ready to get after it. Whew, man. Good morning to everybody. Y'all getting along today? I hope so. Uh Richard says, anyone else having trouble with poor connection, trying to figure out if it's on Eric's end? Looks good on my end. Schaefer says, all good here. Amanda says, I still miss Master Waiters. That was uh, the name Ben came up when Ben and I were challenging <laughs> challenging uh, each other to lose weight. The multi-talented Carlo Bellario is in the house. That is awesome. Carlo, uh, we go back. Um, to the, to the Jersey days, Carlo, um, is uh, a very, very funny man. And, uh, Carlo, what is the, uh, what is the comedy thing? What, what are you doing now? I should probably. Carlo, are you willing to join me right this second as we speak? I could send you a link. Let me see if you're around. That's the beauty of this. I can, let's see, Carlo. I don't have.
have your give me your send me your email, Eric at EricZaneShow.com. I'll bring you in here. I'll ch- we'll, we'll we'll chat each other up. You'll be on camera. Send me an email, Carlo. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. It's been way too long since we've spoken. I still love the story of Carlo. Carlo is legendary, and here's why. As he is, uh, was finding his way in comedy in New Jersey, uh, he was doing anything he could to, um, you know, whatever, do uh, stand-up or films or whatever, and he, he answered a casting call for a film uh, somewhere in Jersey, okay? And uh, a low-budget affair, and you're just going to do it for, for nothing. And uh, he answers this casting call, and he's going to be uh, part of a, uh, a film. And, and the scene was they're going to drive through a neighborhood that's a chase scene, and um, he's like the bad guy or something like that. And he's got to be hanging out the window with a prop gun. And, uh, you know, that's that's the scene that they're setting. Well, the problem is uh, they had no approval to do anything. So the people that live in this neighborhood are all they see is cars chasing each other through a neighborhood with a guy leaning out holding out a, uh, a a gun and that's Carlo and it's it's a it's like a BB gun okay well so the cops show up and bust them all and Carlo's got this BB gun and so the cops show up guns drawn they're gonna shoot Carlo in the face and he goes no it's just a BB gun it's a prop we're making a movie you know I'll, I'll, that's it sorry we're gonna go home they go no 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 you're you're arrested so they arrest Carlo because in Jersey, they have such strict gun laws that even though this was a fucking pellet gun, he is, uh, this is, uh, this is a serious felony offense. And this took so long to get sorted out. He was facing an extended prison sentence from this shit. My God. And, um, I, it took for ever to get this thing sorted out. Let's see if I can get him out here. The legendary Carlo Bellario. They were not messing around to be sure. Carlo, where are you, buddy? Come on. This might be the Eric Zancho podcast cold call failure moment again. I'm guessing it will be. I can't do this forever. Thanks. Maybe we'll catch up later. But he ended up getting out of it somehow. I'm not sure how, but it ended up working out. But uh, anyway, welcome to everybody on the live stream. Thank you so much. Yesterday, uh, remember I told you that I went ahead and I got this, uh, this weed eater repaired. And, uh, and then I brought it home from the, from the repair shop and, uh, they go, okay, it's running great. And then I go to start it up and it won't start. What the hell? What is going on? I take it back. I come walking into the store. The guy who fixed it sees me goes, what, what happened? I, I don't know, man. It won't start. And, uh, he tries to pull it right in front of me. He's, he's and now I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be humiliating. I've been getting nothing but humiliated lately. 
Uh, this is going to be very humiliating when it starts. So he's pulling it, pulling it. He adjusts the choke. He pushes a little bubble thing. And uh, he can't get to start. So I'm like, thank God. And I'm like, uh, all right. I go, I'm going to go uh, get some more stuff for birds. You know me. Uh, I'll, I'll come back and get it. And uh, he goes, no problem. I come back. He goes, it's fixed. I go, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, we got to start. Uh, it, was, uh, it was a little flooded, but uh, it started. It's running great. Now, what I should have done was said, let me do it. Okay. Not that it would have mattered because it, it would have been warm then. So it probably would have started up perfectly for me, which probably would have made this even more hilarious. I get the damn thing home again. I get done with the failure of that workout where my fat gut was bouncing all around. I couldn't even get done with the whole thing because I'm fat and disgusting and slow and out of shape. And I go, all right, it's 830 at night. We got a little bit of sunlight left. I'm going to use this weed eater finally. And son of a bitch, I could not get it to start. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. It should start right up, okay? And I did nothing different than what, they, what I know how to do. And, and uh, it doesn't take much for my weak arm to start getting sore or tired. I pull it three times, and it's already going, all right, stop, enough, no more. I, I switch arms. I switch arms again. I'm, I'm, I'm doing choke. I'm doing open choke. I'm doing throttle. I'm doing bulby, pushy thing. I'm doing, uh, I'm doing no throttle. And I'm like, and I'm getting so pissed. And I'm like, they are going to think that I'm the biggest, most useless piece of shit that has ever walked the earth. I cannot get this weed eater to start. And then I pulled it one more time, and it started. I'm like, thank God. And I'm like, I'm not going to shut it down and try to do it again. I'm just going to use it. And that's it. Ah, oh, success. But for a minute there, I thought you are the biggest loser. It would have been the most loser-filled day I've ever had. I gave myself a little bit of credit today uh, or yesterday. Th this was kind of an accident, though, that this happened. Um, we got our camper out the other day because I want to take it up north this weekend. And I, I get it back in the driveway. And I noticed that it was kind of listing a little bit to the left. And then I'm like, huh, why is that? Well, maybe the uh, there's like these air shocks on the back. You got to fill them up with air. And uh, so I, I hooked up the, uh, the the compressor, and it still said there was like uh, a lot of air in there. I was like, well, they, it's still holding the air from last time I used it. I had just gotten it out of storage. So I, 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 I put more air in it. It's still listing to one side. And I go, huh, that's weird. And then you know how like uh, on the on 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 some of these things there's like uh, to get it there the uh, the back wheels there's two what are those called dualies? Um, I start giving a little bit closer inspection, and then on the back left, the outer tire of the dualies. Well, actually, what I was doing was I was going. I usually uh, check to make sure that they're full of air, you know, because I hadn't I hadn't it's been sitting for five months. So I go to put the air in, and uh, the, the outer tire has held the air perfectly, and I, I push the inner tire, and it's soft. Like, there, it's compromised. Something's wrong. And I'm like, right away, the puzzle pieces are going together in my head. And I'm like, hmm. And then I look at the tread, 
and it's wasted. All the other tires on this thing, the back right dualies, thick, meaty tread. Back left, the outer tire, good inner tire. It's really, really bad. Front tires, good. So I'm like, uh-oh. And I'm like, I wonder what's going on here. Now, of course, you all know what's going on here, but I'm not convinced. Even though everything tells me that tire is flat, I'm, I don't know it. Okay, so I call up this uh, place I do business called Speed Wrench. They're awesome. And I call this guy up, and uh, his name's Derek. I go, uh, all right, man, here. Uh, when, when's the last time you guys rotated these tires? Because this one's all worn out. It, I don't have the idea yet that I have a flat tire. And he goes, well, two years ago, we rotated the tires. I go, well, this is crazy because one of them's wore out really, really bad. And you know what? It's soft, too, like there's no air in it. I'm going to fill it up with air. He goes, don't do it. I go, why? He goes, it's going to blow up on you, you idiot. I go, what are you talking about? He says, "You're it's flat. You have a flat tire. And you've been driving for God knows how long on a flat tire which is the problem. You're lucky you're not dead. Huh? Yeah. You know, when that happens, you get that thing right away to get it fixed. You don't drive across America with only one of the two tires you need on the set of dualies, you stupid shit. That's why they're there. You're supposed to check your tires every time you move. And by the excessive wear, it's been flat for quite some time. Yeah, it wears like that when when there's no air in it. I'm like, oh. Well, why can't I put air in it and fill it up? Maybe it's, maybe it's a slow leak. Because now the sidewall's destroyed. It, it will explode when you put the air in it. No, don't do that. He goes, how far away are you from the shop? I go, I don't know, about five miles. He goes, it'll make it. You just drive slow. So I don't, who knows what I've been doing driving around with this thing? Holy shit. So then uh, here here's the kicker because... Uh, we're getting close to the probably one of the biggest uh, uh, travel days in the great state of Michigan for doing what I'm doing, uh, going up north. The entire lower half of the state goes to the upper portion of the state, and we just, like, go and invade these little shit towns, and the townies are sitting there looking at us with a wayward eye, the one good eye that they have while we populate their areas and go to their ice cream shops and rent their canoes and... You know, march, tromp through their woods. All these meth addicts up north. You know, when these stupid southern Michigan people show up there, like, ah, oh, fuck, here come these assholes again. Shit. And we're, we're, we're a necessary evil to these monsters because we bring money. And uh, if it weren't for us, they'd, they'd, it'd be like a third world country up there so they can fuck off. But anyway, I'm going up north. And, uh... Derek goes, well, uh, I go, all right, Derek, I'm going to bring this thing. And he goes, okay, man, uh, I got you down for uh, uh, July 18th. I go, what the fuck are you talking about? He goes, yeah, we're booked. I go, Derek, I'm going up north this weekend. There's got to be a way. You must do this for me. There, there is no, there's no looking back. We, we, this has to happen. This is absolutely important that you, that you do this for me. This is, this is, you got to do me this solid. Look, I go, look up how much money I spend there. 
And, you know, I'm like, I'm trying to like uh, convince him that it's very, very, uh, that I'm more important than everybody else. And I am at this stage and at this stage of the game, I am the governor trying to get a boat in the water. Okay. Uh, I'm like, don't you know who I am? Move me to the front of the line and fix this tire. Okay. It has to be fixed. Okay. Asshole. Drop it off Wednesday. So, all right. Muscled my way in there. The thing's going to get fixed, but I can, I am, uh, I cannot believe the damage that was done to that tire. I mean, this is, uh, this is really scary to think that I was, they, they tell you every time. And I know this because of the limo work, you're supposed to go over the vehicle every time to make sure it's in tip top shape. Takes you 10 minutes to a safety check. Anybody who drives, you know, you're supposed to go over, look at the tread, make sure that everything's in working order. Do I do that? No, just get in and drive shit very very lucky hey i've got merch and i want you to check it out go to ericsaintshow.com click on merch got all the t-shirts right there all the different styles different uh different types of shirts long sleeve short sleeve tank tops ladies cuts ladies you could be wearing an eric zane show podcast t-shirt get it all at ericsaintshow.com click on merch and the open and the live stream of this show are brought to you this time around by J.M. Synthetics. My pal, Jason Mays, okay? He is distributing Amsoil products. All lubricants, filters, you name it, they have it at J.M. Synthetics. Now, the way that helps my man Jason the most is by going to the website, jmsynthetics.com, picking out what you want, and yes, you could order it right from there, but it benefits Jason the most when you call the number right there on the website 616-747-0233 it's gonna be like yeah hello lubrication yeah get me a case of oil all right and then he gets it for you that way and he takes care of everything it's shipped directly to your house it's very simple all right and when you buy something let me know because i'm giving you something Uh, I just gave away a copy of Van Halen's 1984 to Tyler S. So I'm sending vinyl along. You too could win a copy of Van Halen's debut or Van Halen's Women and Children First great album. In fact, uh, take your whiskey home and everybody wants some. I like the way the line goes up the back of the stocking. Van Halen 2. Diver down. You're wondering, what's with all the Van Halen? Well, I just happened to grab those the last time I talked about this. I've got a lot. A lot uh, there's a bunch of other vinyl there, too. I will send you a record. A vinyl record. Just because. 616-747-0233 for my friends at JM Synthetics. You can also buy this stuff at Ionia Outdoors, okay, which is, I don't know, in Ionia. You can probably pick up a MAGA hat there while you're at it. Part of the, uh, one, the, that's one half of the Saranac shit kickers. The other half is BK Guns and Stuff. Have your weapon refixed by BK Guns and Stuff. Fixed, customized, clean, firearm transfers, whatever you need. BK Guns, the letter N, Stuff. On Facebook, 
You can find them also by, just by clicking on their logo at ericsandshow.com. Also, if you want to go this route, again, anywhere in the USA, you can have this, uh, you can have this service provided for you. Send Ben a text, a, a text message, 616-902-2447. 616-902-2447 for BK Guns and Stuff. <clears throat> I think Carla was trying to get a hold of me. Called me a couple times. Hello, sir. How are you? Hey, Carlo. How are you? I'm doing good, my man. You look like you're doing great, man. You're a big star now again. Oh, no. I don't know about that. I'm just uh, busy trying to find my way every day, you know? Just do, doing uh, doing what uh, what the good Lord gave me. Using what the good Lord gave me. Yeah. I see. You're getting ready to run again now, I see? Yeah, I am, man. How, how are you? Because uh, your your story was documented uh, documented very much so. The uh, massive weight loss, and then you kind of turned your lifestyle around. Isn't that right, Carlo? Oh, absolutely. I'm, all, uh, I'm actually on my way to the gym now as we speak. That's excellent. What part of Jersey are you in still? I'm still in Tom River by the Jersey Shore. You still got that comedy club? Yeah, well, I, you know what? I... I I did have it for a while, but you know what? Producing shows is too much of a hassle. I'd rather just get on stage and do my thing, you know. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. You know, when you when you're when you're uh, when you have a room, when you're trying to take care of a room, you're 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 doing that all the time. You're not actually being funny. Yeah, you know it's yeah, and you know dealing with dealing with comics is it's. I'd rather get a root canal. <laughs> <laughs> So when are you coming to Jersey? I miss you, buddy. Oh man, that would be fantastic. I'm actually thinking about heading over. Um, I, I'm thinking June or July that I'll be in the area. I'm going to be in Jersey city. Um, okay. so maybe we, I can, and I'm bringing a, so yeah, the, I, I'll be in there for extended time for a few days. So that's, okay. that's not a bad idea. I could head down and see some of the folks in, in, uh, in central Southern Jersey. Oh, listen, let me tell you something. You go to Jersey city, right? Um, you have to go to dinner at Patello. Okay. Yeah. It, it's right. It's right on the waterfront there, and, and you know, it's uh, it's a little upscale, but it's right up your alley. Okay. Yeah. I, absolutely. Absolutely. I I would love to do that. The uh the the plan is to be on Anthony Cumia's show. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All you, right. The you, compound. Yeah. Okay. At the, on the compound. So uh the I would do that and then uh kind of just hang out. I've got uh I'll be at uh, Liberty. Oh, what do you call it? Liberty State Park Marina. There's like a there's like a place where I can park my camper. So Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so I was talking to the audience about the when you got arrested. Oh yeah. And how how much time from when you were shooting the movie till when it was you were finally free to go? How much time passed? Was it like more than a year? Um well, I, you know, I, the initial arrest, they had me, they held me for four days because my girl was trying to run around and get bail for me. But um, by the time everything came to trial, uh, it was about a, almost a year. And then, uh, you know, the windup was like a probation and everything, which I don't even think I should have got that. No, no, because the, uh, the idea was you were shooting the film and you were guys were doing a little chase scene through a neighborhood and you were the guy with the BB gun, right? Yeah, and you know what? You know, you want to laugh, Eric? If before this, if you Googled my name, you would, it would come up comedy, the radio stuff that I was doing. Now that's all that comes up is the headlines from that stuff. Yeah, you're like a felon. Or, well, they, they accused you of a felony, right? 
Yeah, yeah, you know, because I'm I'm John Dillinger because I had a, <laughs> a, a, I, sh I shot a movie. Holy shit! But, I, yeah. I, but um, I see you're starting to run again, but I'm very concerned about you because you 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 experience bonking a lot. Yeah, I I do experience bonking, which is you just feel like okay, I'm out of gas and I'm stopping. Well, I'm going to give you a tip because I've been working out like an animal. And one of the things, you know, I'm not a, I love running, but my knees are, are really been badly. So I've been doing the elliptical. But I, if you want to train to do this, you got to do aerobic running. Right, right. Yeah, that is definitely part of it. So you got to raise and lower every quarter. Every, you do a quarter mile runs, do a certain speed. Like, say, for example, I use the treadmill. I'll run at 5.0 for a quarter mile, and then I'll go down to three. Then I'll go up to six, I'm, and you'll see how much stamina you'll gain. And you'll, you'll, this guy, Mike, you'll leave him in the dust. Oh, I, yeah, that's the thing. I, I definitely hope to be able to do that. He's, he's, been rubbing it, he's been rubbing my nose and shit for, for quite some time. So that's the goal. Well, I, I have I have every confidence in you, and regard you know, no offense to all your fans out there, but I consider myself the the number one legitimate zaniac. I don't know. Definitely don't say that because that's a point of pride for them. So you can just be part of the group. Okay. Hey, let me ask um, you this: How much weight did you end up losing when you when it was all said and done? Because at one point, weren't you like nine hundred pounds? Well, I was sitting. My top weight was six twenty three. Holy shit! Um, and I had the surgery, so I went down to 177, which was too thin. And you know, everybody that seen me that I went to high school with, they thought I was on heroin or something. Right. They made the band opening too small, so they had to loosen it a little bit. So when all is said and done, I dropped over 400 pounds. Wow, that's funny because I know you. You dropped over 400, and I know a guy here in Michigan um, who also his name is Carlos. Carlos, oh, wow. Carlos Orozco, he dropped 500. Oh, wow. So, and he's doing the same thing. That's a, whenever people do that, I'm always impressed with that because of, of how, um, you know, how, how difficult of a thing that is and then keeping the weight off. I mean, it's really impressive. Yeah. It's, um, it's a lifestyle. You got to, you know, and you know, I fell off the wagon a little bit. I put a couple of pounds back on because, you know, you have to, just like you said before, you were talking about when you were running, you got to get out of your own head. Yeah, it's it's very difficult, very very difficult to do. But I, I mean, I'm I'm by no means in that in that state. But I can see how a person could very easily um, um, continue to do what I like to do, and that is eat terrible food. And then the next thing you know, you're diabetic. The next thing you know, you're you're even more sedentary. And then you're 250 pounds before you know it. Right. I mean, you I mean you can subscribe to it. You can eat whatever you want in life, but if you don't burn it off, it's not going to go away. Yeah, and I think that there's uh, uh, also the idea that if you're going to eat poorly, you're also hurting your inside too. You know, with uh, right. uh, cholesterol levels, things like that. So, yeah, you know, because I see guys at the gym and they're amazed at me because at one point I was doing like eight to ten miles on a treadmill, and you know these guys, well, you know, listen, it's great to have the body of a Ferrari walking around the gym, but what good is it if the motor is shot? Exactly, heart and lungs, man, for sure. You know? Yes. Okay. Well, get uh, get after the gym. I was glad to uh, glad to catch up. I just saw you on the live stream, and I was happy to see you. Yeah, I I, well, I, I watch as much as I can. You know, I'm a big fan, personally yep. and professionally. You know, there's uh, there's also the uh, audio podcast too, if you ever want to just listen. So uh, that's all there too. But I, I I hope to see you coming up here. I'll keep you posted about when I'm in Jersey. 
Absolutely, Eric. Take care and uh, say hello to everybody for me. You got it. Okay, thank you. The one and only Carlo Valerio. Very, very kind. Love that guy. So, yeah, that's um, – I don't know when that's going to be, but let's let's plan on it. For the for the people that live in Jersey, um, I'll, I'll I'll publicize it and we'll uh, we'll meet. We will meet. How does that sound? I'm not sure when that's going to be because Erock, the guy who's in charge of this deal, he runs Anthony's network. He just had a baby, and uh, well, his wife did. And so uh, he goes, "Yeah, I'm going to get after it. And I'll, we'll schedule this. So that'll be fun." Before Anthony moves to South Carolina, can you believe that? He's selling his uh, he's selling his place. He's going to move to South Carolina, but still do his show. But I still want to be on his show in his studio. So, all right, it's nothing like this studio. This is so much better, frankly. I'll tell you this. My studio, though, was made by listeners. It was made by audience members. So there's that. That's an added uh, bonus thing. That's a that's a perfect example of how people. Wrap their arms around the Eric Zane Show podcast. Thank you. All right. Uh, Jason Shepard says, I have the body of an Abrams A1 tank, but my Cummins diesel is working great. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Let's see. Jason says, why don't you jack up the the, uh, the camper, take the outer tire off, Take the inner tire off, then take it somewhere to get fixed, then reinstall all of it. Well, first of all, Mr. Schaefer, the tire is shot. The tire has to come off the rim and be replaced by a new tire. Okay? So that has to happen. Second of all, when uh, uh, Stevie says, he's too busy for that, Jason. Yes, too busy, but also you do not want me messing with this 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 would work out very very poorly i'm guessing the only reason why you want me to do that is because you know that it would involve in just a high degree of idiocy uh john writes is kenny going to be there are you talking about in in jersey no kenny is not in jersey john he's in nashville so i don't know what you mean by that i know that john and kenny are tight John is one of the most insulting people in the world to Kenny that has ever existed. He lets him have it all the damn time. God, Kenny, you give it right back to him. Don't take that shit, Kenny. And if you have to, Kenny, drop the atom bomb on him and unfriend him. Or say something really nasty on the live stream. Kenny, uh, Kenny, with a flick of a uh, flick of a switch, he can go from being the sweetest guy on the planet. Oh, he means is Kenny? Go- okay, I see what John's saying. He says, "No, I mean, is Kenny going to be at Amanda's lake house?" No, Kenny has no interest in Amanda. John, I don't know how many times I have to tell you that, and Amanda has no interest in, in him. Okay, knock that shit off. Quit trying to be a matchmaker. These two are like oil and water; they just don't mix. So you got to knock that shit off. But getting back to Kenny, Kenny has the ability to be as sweet as you want him to be if you treat him okay. But if you treat him poorly, oh, my God, he is going to kick your ass with some really, really harsh words. He is – it's going to get terrible. All right? So quit trying to be a matchmaker 
for Kenny and Amanda. That is that is not okay. Kenny is not about that, and nor is Amanda. So knock that shit off, John. Quit screwing around. All right. Let's talk about. He's back. Morgan freaking Wallen. Okay. When we last heard about Morgan Wallen, it was the deal where he was uh, partying all night. He gets out of the car and he refers to one of his buddies as the N-word. That was all heard and seen on the neighbor who hates Wallen across the street's doorbell cam. The neighbor is like, oh, thank God, I got him. Takes the audio and sends it to whoever wants to see it. TMZ, whatever source, it doesn't matter. And then they blow it up. Okay, so now if you're Morgan Wallen, who's the biggest country star in the world, it all comes crashing down. Now, my theory on this is, you know, he right away, he, he had a, an apology and it was uh, it was very heartfelt, and but it's just always so strange to me. Um, I think that's pretty much the only thing that a person can do is is apologize the way he did. I don't think there's any other way around this. Um, in an effort to save face, and then and then time. All you need is the apology and time, and you should be able to turn it around. I think, um, you know, I honestly don't think that this guy is a racist. I think that people use that word, uh, when they think that they're just around a select group of company, uh, maybe just for them. And, um, so I don't think he hates black people. Okay. Uh, I just think he used that word in a place that he shouldn't have used it out in, in the street and he had no idea it was being recorded. So, all right. Yeah. Does that mean he gets punished? Well, I don't know. That's not up to me to decide. It's up to whoever uh, he works with. So he works with record companies, the radio stations. They all ban him. I mean, it was swift. All of a sudden, he's out. Okay? You just can't say that shit and have it recorded and then disseminated to the world without expecting some ramifications. If I said that, if I went on this podcast and started saying, making, uh, making racist statements, I'm probably going to get canceled. You know, I mean, the the advertisers don't want to be with you. The the platform themselves are just going to cut you out, and you're done. And that's that's the way it goes. So it's probably not a good idea to use that type of language because you you don't know when you're going to be recorded. So that's a huge mistake. And so his apology, you know, it was. Uh, I get it. I understand why he was very, um, uh, you know, hat in hand, head down, very ashamed, and he's telling my he's his audience, don't do not defend me. You know, uh, I, I got some, I gotta, I gotta turn my life around, and so he's saying all those things, and uh, and that and that's fine. Uh, I was of the um, mindset that I would just like for once somebody like maybe him or whoever the next idiot is who says something stupid, 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 stupid to actually come out and say. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, I use that word all the time, and uh, I'm, I'm still going to use that word. Uh, I am not a racist in any way, but I use that word uh, when I'm drinking or hanging out with my buddies. 
Uh, I don't hate anybody, but I am in no way, shape, or form going to stop using that word. And uh, the only, if I were to say sorry to you, it would be insulting because you would be able to see right through that because you're, I'm just saying sorry because I got caught. Um, so I am sorry that I got caught, but I am 100% going to say that word as much as I have been, probably more. And uh, just know that while I say that, I am not a racist. Thank you and good day. Th- that would never happen. But it, that's what should happen because that's the truth. Okay? This guy's – you. the only reason anybody would ever not say that is because they got in trouble and they want to keep earning money. It's not like he's had some, oh, man, I am, I've got to stop saying racist things. Now, of course he's going to keep saying that. He's going to say it whenever he can. Uh, well, maybe not now. I don't know that for sure, but it's uh, he's thinking it, you know. Um, so everybody canceled this guy. And um, then there was a story about how – they, they made his album, like, number one. It did not matter. And if you're Morgan Wallen, you remember when that happened? His album was, like, made number one, and it was selling like crazy. It was selling more than it ever has. If I'm Morgan Wallen, it's at this point you say, hey, you know what? When I said sorry, I take it back. I am not sorry. And then you're going to get even more. You're going to get an even higher amount of sales, okay? Because uh, because you were like, you know what? The only reason why I said sorry is because everybody was giving me shit. I am not sorry that I said that. Occasionally, I do say that word, but I'm not a rate. You know, whatever. You could, you could have said anything at that point. You've got you've got the juice. If you can say the N-word, okay, and then they turn around and make you number one, what are you doing apologizing for? Take the apology back immediately, okay? And then double your sales from what, what is already number one with a bullet. What are you doing? But, you know, thank God he didn't follow my advice and he kept his mouth shut and he's been working on his, uh, I don't know, not saying that word. Well, slowly but surely, they've been dealing him back in. Um, Various uh, streaming services have uh, brought him back. Spotify brought him back. So that's all you need. You know, radio doesn't matter. Who gives a shit about radio? Um, No one's even listening to radio. So, uh, but there was a cup there. There are some radio companies that are already dealing him back in because time's passed. Nobody cares anymore. The way these stories go, they get all, they, they, uh, they, they captivate us for a period of time. And then like locusts, we move on to the next story or the next idiot or the next big thing to talk about. That's how it works. So all you have to do is say, Hey, I'm sorry. And then don't say shit. Just go on a vacation. Don't do anything, and you're going to be fine, okay? So um, now the 2021 Billboard Music Awards just happened, and you know who brought home the hardware? Morgan Wallen. Uh, This award was um, voted on by fans, okay? So this is how it went. Morgan Wallen, uh, big-time winner at the 2021 Billboard Music Awards, despite... He was, he was banned. He could not attend the show. He could not attend the show. Well, he couldn't perform, and he could not attend. You're banned. Um, before the Billboard Awards began, organizers announced that Wallen, though banned and cannot perform, is a big winner. He was nominated six times, and he won three. Um, his nominations include top country artist, top country male artist, top country album for dangerous, the double album. 
Um, so I think that's what he won the awards for, actually. Top country artist, top country male artist, and top album. I mean, that's like the, that's like, uh, the fucking triple crown in baseball. The show's production company, Dick Clark Productions, announced after the nominations that uh, in April that he wouldn't he wouldn't be there. Um, so in a press release announcing, and they they announced that he won this before the award ceremony got started. It's not like they came out there and like had to announce him. They wouldn't do that. Can you imagine if on TV they're like, and the winner for top country artist, Morgan Wallen. Oh, God. They start booing. I don't know if they'd boo at the country music awards. They'd probably give like a standing ovation and start waving like Confederate flags and, you know, uh, uh, yelling the N-word or something like that. Uh, probably not. Uh, this all happened on Sunday, and they placed an asterisk next to Wallen's three wins, followed with a statement from Dick Clark Productions saying, finalists are determined by performances on the Billboard charts and are not chosen by a voting committee or membership organization. So that's them you know, distancing themselves. And we had nothing to do with the fact that everyone in America uh, loves this guy. Uh, Morgan Wallen is a finalist this year based on charting. At his, as his recent conduct does not align with our core values, we will not be including him on the show in any capacity. The statement continued, it is heartening and encouraging to hear that Morgan is taking steps in his anti-racist journey. <laughs> no, he's not. He's drinking, partying, traveling, writing, collecting his awards, uh, having sex, growing a longer mullet. The one thing he's not doing is working on an anti-racist journey. And starting to do some meaningful work. We plan to evaluate his progress and will consider his participation in future shows. So that means Morgan Wallen, who at this point, uh, you know, that, does that mean that Billboard has... Morgan, uh, we'd like to have a word. Yeah, yeah, man, what is it? We want to talk to you about your anti-racist journey. Well, fuck you. I just won three awards out of six and uh, I'm, I'm richer than ever. Uh, go fuck yourself. That's what he's going to say. That's what he should say. Uh, all right. So there you go. The Country Music Association removed his digital cl- content from their platforms. Uh, so, but uh, uh, I was just reading that it, it is coming back. Uh, what does Wallen do instead of collect the awards? Well, he goes to Kid Rock's bar and performs with Kid Rock. Of course he does. Of course. Um, first of all, after that first apology, he says, obviously the natural thing to do is apologize further and just continue to apologize. But because you got caught and that's not what I wanted to do, Wallen said, I let so many people down and people who mean a lot to me and give so much to me. And that's just not fair. So his apology was very thoughtful and, and, and heartfelt. I remember that, but, but now we're way past it. Okay. It's over. It's over. So I guess my question is, first of all, if you're in the country music industry and he's apologized and uh, it was, it was, you know, half a year ago or however long ago it was, uh, you know, I mean, uh, how, how much longer are we going to do this to this guy? Wait, what, what else needs to happen? Does he need to uh, sacrifice his firstborn or something like that? I mean, and, uh, and let's be honest here. He ain't sorry about anything. He, he talks the way he always talks and just happened to not know he was being recorded. 
Um, if you're Morgan Wallen, you don't get on stage at Kid Rock's bar and start talking about uh, race relations at any one point. You don't do any of that shit. At this point in time, it's over. You've, you've, said, you've said what you needed to say, in my opinion. I still don't like his music, though. I'm not a fan. All right, so Morgan Wallen is a big winner. Three out of six. Three out of six awards. Oh, boy. What is going on here? We got a lot of conversation. We, I, when I see a lot of Amanda and a lot of Kenny and some John, uh, I, I'm concerned. John's still trying to drum up the Amanda Kenny uh, thing, and now they're just like going, yeah, John, thanks. They're just tr- kind of trying to ignore him. Kenny, don't give up. There's a lady out there for you. You just got to keep looking. Are you going to church, Kenny? That's where you got to start. You got to find her at, at church. Okay. All right. Um, all right. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage is inviting you to call upon them if you are in the market for a mortgage. All right. Any of the 40, any of the 50 states with the exception of Maine, South Carolina, Alaska, Hawaii, call on Mario. Reach out to Mario, 231-332-6505. First thing you say, hey, this is Mario Flores. Mario Flores, Lakeshore Team Van Dyke Mortgage. Please leave a message. I'll get back with you as soon as I can. First thing you say is, yes, I'm an Eric St. Show podcast listener living in Name Your State. And uh, I would love to talk with Mario about a refi or my first mortgage or a mortgage, whatever you need. Reach out to Mario. He will take care of you. He's got a great staff of, uh, of uh, people with numerous talents and will make this process as easy as it can be. Not all mortgage people are created equal. Most just want the big ticket mortgage so they can make more money. Mario makes it so that if you're looking for your first mortgage and you've got, I just heard from my son the other day, he's got an issue where with that tin can that he bought or he's making payments on, you know, the second you get those things, take possession, they drop in uh, value incredibly. So, all right, you know, uh, if you try to sell that thing, he's going to get 45000 but he owes 65000 What to do? Well, this is what you do, Jim. You call Mario. What does that mean? Well, all right, you're going to get a loan for the amount of the house you want, plus the 20 that you're uh, upside down. That's how you do it. Mario can work that magic for you. Reach out to him. 616, I'm sorry, 231-332-6505. Uh, get, uh, get your, uh, CPL with Prince arming. If you want to carry a pistol concealed, you, uh, have to take the class first. The first step is not buying a gun. The first step is taking the class. Prince arming retired U S army major Steve Prince will, uh, offers the class here in West Michigan. He's got ladies classes. He's got, um, uh, the class split over two days, like a Wednesday-Saturday deal or a Monday-Wednesday or a Thursday-Saturday. It's all on his Facebook page or his website, princearming.com, for full details. To take the class, it's 125 bucks. It's going to be about eight hours of your time, four hours one day, four hours the next, or uh, eight hours on a Saturday. And then you're going to get the certification. That's it. Then you take it to your county and apply. 
princearming.com or on Facebook, just search Prince Arming or click on the Prince Arming logo at ericsaintshow.com. All right, want to get to this. There's uh, actually several sports stories that I'm going to get into here. The first one involves uh, legendary ESPN um, talent personality, Kenny freaking Maine, who I guess is leaving ESPN. Why? I don't know. You know, ESPN, very similar to radio, is uh, bleeding money. So what they're doing is they're uh, uh, getting rid of the talent, the ones that made them uh, what they are now, okay? And then they replace them with, uh, uh, you know, younger people who don't want nearly as, cannot command the money. And uh, you get a lot of people going to other platforms, like Kenny Mayne will probably wind up doing something fun that's going to make him a ton of money. Uh, But he's out at ESPN. So his final words... Well, I don't want to say it. I'm going to play it for you. Uh, He's interviewing his pal, Aaron Rodgers, who, uh, you know, I mean, he's been in the news. And, uh, in fact, uh, Kenny Mayne asked him this question um, about leaving the Packers. Uh, The main question directly, uh, he, he answered it. Uh, but uh, he says, with my situation, look, it's never been about the draft pick picking Jordan, the guy, the quarterback that they drafted. Remember, everybody was saying he left because of the quarterback? Well, Aaron Rodgers says no. He says, I love Jordan. He's a great kid, a lot of fun to work together. I love the coaching staff, love my teammates, love the fan base in Green Bay. Incredible 16 years. It's just kind of about a philosophy and maybe forgetting that it is about the people that make the things go. It's about character. It's about culture. It's about doing things the right way. A lot of this was put in motion last year, and the wrench was just kind of thrown into it when I won MVP and played the way I played last year. So this is just kind of, I think, a spill out of all that. But look, man, it is about the people, and that's the most important thing. Green Bay has always been about the people. From Curly Lambeau being owner and founder to the 60s with Lombardi and Bart Starr and those incredible names to the 90s teams with Coach Holmgren, Brett Favre and the Minister of Defense to the run that we've been on. It's all about the people. Well, all right. Those are a lot of words, but can you please just say why the fuck you don't want to play with the Packers? Okay? Because frankly, until we get a full explanation as to why you're being such a bitch, you're still just a bitch. So if it's not about the quarterback, it's not about who they drafted. Oh, what is it? What do you mean the culture? How are you being treated so poorly? I don't understand. And who, okay, who in their right mind making the the amount of money he uh, makes doing what he does for a living for not that much longer is so hell-bent on getting to a new work environment? I don't understand it. My God. But anyway, Kenny Maine is finishing up with his pal Aaron Rodgers. And these are his last words on ESPN. They added the bleep. I wish he would have said it, and it would have been unbelievable. But it was a pre-recorded message. Hey, just last thing. Last time we did the interview together, you told me to go heavy in the cryptocurrency game. I did. Uh, we're down forty percent. Then I lost my job. Gretchen just wants a new comforter. F- you, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I love you, Ken. And he walked off. That was it. He's done. That's great. Okay, this next thing I want to show you involves uh, something I'm going to link up or a, a screen share with you on the live stream. And for those of you who can't see it, <clears throat> excuse me, I am going to uh, uh, link it up and then you can figure out what's going, what's, uh, what's going on here. Uh, okay, so as I understand it, uh, two UFC fighters, uh, one is named uh, Fabia or Fabia. No, no, no. Fabia is the guy doing the training. Oh, I'm saying this all wrong. The guy who wants to train is a dude named Diego Sanchez. Hang on. Damn it. Okay. MMA guy, Diego Sanchez. Joshua uh, Fabia or Fabia. I'll just say Fabia is the one that he's training with. Joshua Fabia is known for bizarre training practices. He has Diego Sanchez hanging upside down like, like he's a punching bag, okay? And Joshua Fabia is punching him in the face, in the head, and slapping him and kicking him in the body and kicking him in the head, apparently to toughen him up. I guess that's what he's trying to do. Now, first, before I uh, tell you what uh, what some of the other folks in MMA are saying about this, by the way, thank you to uh, Joey Williamson and all of you who have provided stories for me to talk about in this show. I always appreciate that. Uh, you're going to get a good look at this. Uh, okay. So this is what it looks like. He's hanging upside down here. And then this is the dude, Fabia, who's doing the uh, uh, leg kicks, okay? And then here he is punching him in the face. I'm going to show you an actual uh, video of this in just a second so you can see. Uh, I'll do one more screen share. Hold on. This is always a struggle for me. I apologize. Uh, boy. There you go. And look at Check this out. He's punching him in the face. He's, it's kind of hard to watch, okay? He's, he's swinging him like a bag, and then watch this. Kick. 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 Look at He's using his head like it's a speed bag, you know? Boom, boom. Now, he's hitting it with open hand, and it's not as hard as I thought they were making it because they were making a big deal out of it that it was really, really bad. Like he was, like, punching the shit out of him. But I don't know how bad that is. But I still think it's really crazy. <laughs> They're sh showing clips from stupid movies. Uh, there had to be more than that. I thought there was another clip, too, that I wanted to get to of him doing the same damn thing. Uh, that's basically it. So he, uh, a lot of people are like, you're crazy. You shouldn't be hitting people in the head if you don't have to. And then there's this uh, right here where this guy, Diego Sanchez, he's wearing a blindfold. He can't see. He's in the ring. And Joshua Fabia is hitting him with a belt. So this guy can't see in the ring, and this guy's just hitting him. And so everybody in the MMA community is like, what the fuck is going on here? So people are freaking out because of this and saying how strange it is that he would do something like that, and it shouldn't happen. Well, I don't know about that if you're... A lot of these guys, they don't seem to be the smartest people in the world, so I don't know. But Conor McGregor even weighed in on it, and... uh 
He, uh, in a, a string of tweets that has since been deleted, Conor McGregor uh, threatened to break Fabia's nose after watching the clip and urged Sanchez to finally ditch him. He says, this is just madness. I'll break those. I'll break this thing's nose in half. This is not the move, Diego, my bro. I've been with you the whole way and still am, but this is not on. It was unfair treatment by commentary and fans on your last performance, in my opinion, for sure, but not on this guy. Zero, zero, ditch. McGregor says this is very different from typical body conditioning that some fighters do, as this involves head trauma. Well, I don't know. I mean, I didn't see him like like he, he was smacking him. It wasn't like he was full-on punching him in the head, causing him a concussion. So I don't know about that. Connor says, I'm actually on the side of body hardening work also. That's what they call it. So they get somebody like punch in the stomach 8 million times. That all makes that those, those, those muscles stronger. Uh, working the body, but doing it hanging upside down and getting the dome of the head struck repeatedly while covering vision is preposterous. Grab this guy by the ears and headbutt him at his front door first thing. McGregor continues. McGregor continued, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, again, I don't know shit about MMA, and he does, McGregor. But, I mean, it's not like the guy who's getting hit doesn't know what he's doing right. I mean, clearly there's some benefit to it. If you get, if you, uh, I mean, the head and face is made of muscle. And uh, and if you, if you kind of uh, hit it the way he was hitting it with an open-handed slap there, those little muscles in the face and the head are going to be hardened, right? So what the hell? What's the big deal? So there's a lot of pissed off people, apparently. I don't see the big deal. And now we have a video of a man hanging upside down with another man uh, uh, beating the shit out of him. I think this is a win-win. Let's be honest here. There aren't too many uh, 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 geniuses in MMA, and I don't think there's anybody's got to be too concerned about brain cell loss. Jason says, this is how Eric treats some of the audience. Uh, I'm getting word that the feed keeps freezing. Yeah, no idea. No idea. Uh, just let it go. It's just not going to. There's there's nothing we can do about it. I have no idea what's going on. Deal with it the best you can. Sorry. When when that happens, there's there's no way I can. I can't. There's there's no point even mentioning it. Uh, it's I, I, I can't assist in any way. So it. Well, if you see it, just don't worry about it. Just, I don't know, listen to the audio podcast or try a different feed or whatever. No idea. Cannot help that one-man show. Let it go. Not a big deal. All right. You're going to love this next story. It involves pissed-off, gigantic lady basketball chick and coach of women's basketball team. This is the only time I would ever talk about women's basketball. It's not going to be about the gameplay. I will only talk about women's basketball when there is some drama. That is the only point time to ever talk about women's basketball, in my opinion, because I'm not interested in it in any way, but I'm interested in this story because this lady is pissed off and she's an unbelievably large human being. Okay. And it's great. So I'm going to talk about that in just a second. First, though, I want to remind you that as a podcast, I can put you in front of a uh, an audience each and every day of the week with my live streams and the audio podcast. 
reach out to me, eric at ericsaintshow.com, and I can tell you how it works. Just like my friends at Gift of Life Michigan, thank you very much for letting me talk about your initiatives to get more people to sign up and be uh, be an organ donor. In the unlikely event that something happens to them, they you, you know you can't take it with you. And what is inside of you is life-saving organs that could save the lives of up to eight people and drastically improve the lives of up to 75 people. Um, I am an organ donor. And, uh, I mean, when I say that, I mean, I'm not talking about the live organ kidney donation. I'm talking about, like, if I die, they're going to get the rest of it. I gave them the kidney ahead of time. But uh, I can still save the lives of seven others because I already did the one. So the rest of it's there, too. Can you imagine if they don't know that? And they're like, oh, my God, somebody needs two kidneys. This guy's dead. Oh, my God, he's only got one. We picked the wrong guy. Thank you to Gift of Life Michigan. Uh, You can find out more about what they have, uh, what they want you to do by just going to their uh, website. Click on Gift of Life Michigan on my website. There's a logo right there, and that'll uh, take you uh, right to the spot where you need to be. Also, A&E Heating and Cooling, my good pal Joe Martinez at A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. Get the furnace tuned up. 79 bucks is all it's going to cost. $79 for that. He's going to, uh, when he gets there, he's also going to sell you the furnace tune-up six months from now. Pay that, and then he comes back in six months. You don't pay any more money then, and then you're going to get your furnace tuned up. Every year, you need, you need to see Joe twice a year, once for the furnace, once for the air conditioning. If you are in the market to get uh, an air conditioner installed in your home, call upon Joe, either replacing the old one or just getting one. Maybe it's new construction, whatever. Call on Joe. He's going to install the Comfort Maker brand of air conditioners, and you're going to love it. While he's there, he's going to install the Remy Halo for free. That's an air cleaner. Gets rid of all pathogens, viruses, bacteria, dust, dirt, debris, pollen inside of your home. It makes the air you breathe in your home cleaner. A&E Heating and Cooling. 616-516-8579. Okay. Uh, Okay, so the uh, story about the um, women's basketball player. Hold on a second here. Um, What the hell is her name? Liz Cambage. She plays for the Las Vegas Aces. Okay. She was pissed off. She is pissed off. Uh, They're playing a basketball game against some team called the Connecticut Sun. And Liz Cambage is uh, dominant. She's like arguably one of the best players in uh, ladies basketball, in the WNBA. And a little bit of background on Liz Cambage. Uh, she is a freak of nature. She is six foot eight, 235 pounds. Unbelievably strong. Okay? And um, the, re- uh, the uh, ref was, uh, uh, the, the calls were not going in the favor of the Connecticut Sun. And Coach Kurt Miller of the Connecticut Sun, a small white man, that's pertinent to the story, he was getting pissed off because the calls, the, 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 the refs were, the calls weren't going his team's way. And he's like, come on, man, Cam Beige, look at her. She doesn't need any help. She's 300 pounds. Well, she's not 300 pounds, but whatever. 
you get where he's going with that. Now, if if you're uh, if you're in the, in the men's game and something like that happened, like maybe to Chuck Barkley or Shaq, come on, he doesn't need any help. He's three hundred pounds. That's no big deal, right? Well, this coach of the Connecticut Sun, you would think that he murdered somebody because um, she's. Uh, because of all of this, he was suspended and fined $10,000 because he said, come on, you can't, you can't do this. She's because he said that, you know, because they're saying he's a body shamer and he's not woke. And he's like, he's like worse than Morgan Wallen right now. Every woman in the WNBA hates him and wants him dead. Okay. Right now, if Adolf Hitler were alive and he applied for a coaching job for the Connecticut Sun, he would get it over this guy because everybody hates him because he said to this gigantic woman, come on, she's 300 pounds. Now, so he's off by 65 pounds. But because of that, he got a suspension and fined $10,000. She took to Instagram. And did this long dissertation. First of all, if, I think that the only mistake the guy made is um, he put his own life in, in jeopardy there. And his family, he could have been killed. Okay, forget who cares about the suspension and who cares about the fine. That's all bullshit. You know, I mean, who cares about that? The fact is, this guy is not very smart. Because, again, she is 6'8", 235 pounds. Now, I kind of want to encourage him to keep doing that because I want to see Liz Cambage punch him. Now, that would have been cool if, say no to the fine, say no to the suspension, say no to her crying like a crybaby, which I'm going to play for you in a second. Say yes to this enormous human being punching him and seeing his arms and legs fall off. Can you imagine if she got a hold of this little fucker? I mean, he's like 5'8". She's 6'8", 235. Is she like, she'd throw him around like a rag doll. She's an incredibly powerful human being. There's an image of her. Let me, I'm going to show you this, and you can see it for yourself. You get an idea of, of what we're dealing with here. Uh, get a look at this. Um, okay. Look at just look at how little this ball looks in in her gigantic hand, and and the muscle. And she, this is not like a like a fat ass or anything. She's a hell of an athlete. This woman who's trying to defend her is probably like six foot four, and she makes her look small. Look at how big her legs are. That I mean, that leg alone, this thigh weighs more than that than that little pipsqueak coke uh, coach. And look at this guy. Look at this little shit. Okay. If she got a hold of this little fucker, oh, it would be fantastic. So the league needs to encourage him to keep doing this. And the league also, behind closed doors, needs to encourage her to kick his ass. That's what we need to see. Can you imagine? Okay. So she speaks. And she's um, from Australia. She is of uh, mixed ethnicity. I think she, her father is, is uh, from Kenya, and then mother is from is, and, uh, the, the Kenyan man lived in Australia, met Liz Cambridge's mom. They had Liz, and here you go. 
So here, a little bit, I bring that up because she got a little bit of an accent. But you can follow what she's saying here. Check it out. But something went down uh, in today's game, and I need to speak on it because if there's one thing about me is that I will never let a man disrespect me. Ever, ever, especially a little white one. Okay, so you, you get where we're going with this. She goes, Ever. She's being real dramatic and silly and playful, but I'm never going to let a man disrespect me, except, especially a little white one. <laughs> fuck. Especially a little white one. If you're the dude, you're like, oh, fuck. She's going to kill me. Is that I will never let a man disrespect me. Ever, ever, especially a little white one. Go to the coach of Connecticut. I'm sorry, little sir man. I do not know your name. Um, but the next time you try to call out a referee, um, you know, trying to get a call, being like, come on, she's 300 pounds. I'm going to need you to get right, baby, because I'm 6'8". I'm weighing, I just double checked, because I, I love to be correct and get facts. I'm weighing 235 pounds, and... I'm I'm very proud of being a big bitch. Oh. Buddy, Big Ben's she, baby. She said, I'm very proud of being a big bitch. Well, you said it. I didn't. Okay. Uh, can you imagine if she's like into uh, like little Asian men or something like that? And, and her boyfriend or husband is like four foot six. And, uh, and here she is, six, eight, 235. That I mean, she is such a gigantic person. She could probably fit. That guy could probably fit inside of her in her baby maker. Um, so don't and ever. She's like, hey, stand there. I'm just going to jump on you. And then he disappears. How to disrespect me. Gonna, hey, come on. We're going to do some vagina sword swallowing. Or another woman in the league. I don't know if that's how like coaches run. Like you just disrespect. You try to disrespect women like that from the sideline. Are you so lucky? See, no, she's making a big deal about it. She needs. It's too many words. All she needed to do to talk about this whole disrespecting women thing, all this bullshit. It's like, ah, whatever. You know, I mean, you want to be, you want to, you want to play like the boys. Sometimes you're going to get your balls busted like the boys get their balls busted. So, eh, you know, I, I get it, but shut the fuck up. You, I think you would have been more suited. Um, to say on this on this video, hey, to the coach of Connecticut, I am going to, since you're a little shit, I'm going to use you like a dildo. You are going to see the inside of my vagina, okay? I'm going to grab you on the court, and I'm going to stuff you right in my cooch. It was during a game. That whole pot, you were so lucky that I was at my doing my job. Anyway, to that little man like whole little tiny like where is you um stop trying to project your insecurities baby pick up the phone call the psych because you're projecting some bullshit right now yeah, whatever you're just big he just fuck it's the heat of the battle shut up um and next time you try to disrespect me remember i'm 235 it might seem like 300 pounds to your little ass um, I'm 235, baby. Oh, I do have this. Okay, and then she she shuts it down, and then she comes back like hours later and adds to it. Say one more thing. I think there's a big difference between players and players, like talking shit on the court before a coach for another team to be yelling, like protect. Right, okay, you 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 may be the size of a giant man and may play like Shaquille O'Neal, but. 
all of this bullshit is like you're a child. It's abuse. Shut up. Because we can't do nothing back. It's just crazy to me. Yeah. And I'd be talking a lot, and I didn't even say nothing yeah, tonight. Yeah, you can do something about it. And uh, get off Instagram and go kick this guy's ass and humiliate him. That's how you should have handled it, in my opinion. This is too much talk. My God. Joey says all she had to say is, little man, kiss my ass. Yeah, true. Uh, Tyler says, so turn the tables here. If Coach made some comment about her being a a big black lady, he would be immediately canceled off of this planet. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Tim says, is this the woman who was at Ben Glaze's comedy that Eric went to? No, no. This lady... Uh, Liz Cambridge is an athlete, okay? Uh, the lady at the comedy night was Jabba the Hutt, okay? There was, there is, uh, there's no getting around that. Liz Cambridge is actually quite cute. Uh, she has a very sweet-looking face. Uh, face. She's, she's very attractive. Uh, she's just in a very large human being. But I, I really am entertaining the idea of her having sex with a little buddy, okay? That would be so fun. Like maybe some of the people that were playing football for the Pennsylvania Union. Uh, that was the arena football team that were playing our West Michigan Ironmen over the weekend, who I could not get over it. They had so many players who were just the tiniest, tiniest human beings. I've got another clip from the play-by-play color commentary uh, deal that happened on the live stream for the West Michigan Ironman Ironman football game, and I'm I'm pissed off because um the last game of the year is not this weekend but next weekend. They're going to win this weekend, and then they're going to play for the championship playoffs start this weekend, and then the championship is going to play be played in Muskegon. All right, it's a home game for these guys, and they're going to win. They uh, they are, are so much better than the competition. They're, like, really, really good. So I cannot make the last game. It's Madison's graduation party. The game starts at 7. The graduation party goes on till 7. I go, well, why don't I? Can't I just leave the graduation party at 5.30? And you would not believe the look I got from the queen of the forest. And uh, I'm like... And I'm like, okay, never mind. It was a bad idea. So I, I, t- I was talking to Dakota Smith from the team, and he goes, man, I can't wait to the next game. Let's go have a bite to eat after the game and some beers. I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know if I'm a beer, but uh, I'm pretty much not going to. But, uh, yeah, I'd love to, but I can't make the games. He's like, oh, shit, oh, no. But uh, so I'm, I'm like, I, I can't do it, but I, I've been pulling clips of uh, some of the uh, fun things that we did during that game. This moment is when I realize that they've got two uh, two receivers at the bottom of the screen that are teeny tiny, and the running back is also the size of a kid. Check this out. On another play, telling you about sauce. Yeah, he got some sauce on. Yeah, he definitely did get some sauce. He 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 caught my uh, uh, broadcast partner is Tyler uh, Tyler Tolzowski or something like that. Tyler something Polish. That, that little guy who weighs like 104 pounds, he grabbed him and said, nope, come on back here. The combined weight of the Pennsylvania team of all the players is 146 pounds. The whole- now, 
the the family members of the Pennsylvania team are watching this. Of the Pennsylvania team, of all the players, is 146 pounds. The whole team. I don't know. You got number 91, 66. They got a little bit of size. Okay, all right. They got a couple. But some of these skill players, I mean, I, I have a grandson that's bigger than most of these kids. And he's eight. Eight years old? That sounds about right. Uh... As I was saying, Michael Clark, who had injured his knee earlier, came back onto the field and is now back yeah. in a quarterback. These two guys at the bottom of your screen there, I think they've, they they uh, just celebrated their fourth and fifth birthdays. <laughs> They'll take the snap and hand off, and yeah, that's... Yes, that's how you treat kids. You smash them. You're not going to make that happen up the middle against this defensive line. Like you said, Jordan Hill. Do you, you see why I love this? This is my new favorite thing to do. I've loved doing basketball games. I've loved doing hockey games. But during the broadcast, making fun of the other team and trying to be funny and crack jokes is, and then being encouraged to do so by the guy who's paying you to do it is my new favorite thing to do. Wow. We'll take off his own teammates' heads. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't want to mess with Jordan. No, he, uh, call him Seamus. He looks, he got the red hair a little bit like WWE, and he, he goes out there like a professional wrestler. Good. Yeah, you need that. You know, you got to give these people a show. All the while, there's there's play going on. We're not even following the game. They're lining up to hike the ball. Second down now, 10 yards to go. Fells again in the backfield. Like I said, Michael Clark back into the game at quarterback, moving Calvin Lowe back out to receiver. They have Varney Dasson looping motion. And they'll oh. pitch this time to Cracker with oh. a great play. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, you, yeah. oh, man. Big hit. They made that little guy humble. I, I could hear it up here. Oh, my goodness. He's oh. acting like it didn't hurt, but, you know, he'll be, he'll be, you know, remembering that for a lifetime. So that I, I, uh, it's like, shit. When they said to me, uh, we want to put you on the live stream. And all you have to do is be you and say whatever you want. I go, whatever I want. Yes. I go, so, Okay. Now I didn't I didn't say can I make jokes about the other team can I you know be, be the asshole that I am I didn't say that but now this is the second time I've done this and uh each time I start to get a little bit more bold in the things that I'm saying so then I got done with the game and then the cameraman who I don't talk to during the game I go, all right, guys, I'll see you later. And they go, oh, my God, we were listening to the whole time. We can hear you, but you can't hear us. That was awesome. We got to do more of that, more. Yeah, but it was great. It was, we loved it. I was making fun of the refs. I'll pull a clip about something I said about the refs uh, for a later show, hopefully tomorrow. Now, I will have it pulled for tomorrow because these refs, there was three that were like five foot five, 200 pounds and one who was about six foot nine, 200 pounds. So short round, short round, short round, very tall and skinny lined up for the national anthem. And I'm like, look at these guys. What is going on here? Oh, 
Target-rich environment right there. Um, the next time, it won't be till next football season, that I do one of these games. When I say, check it out, here we go, we're going live, watch it. Okay. I will probably have tickets to give away for that last game of the year. Tyler says, good thing the guy from the Griffins isn't running your mics. Are you making fun of the players would go out over the PA system? This is true. Jason says, my kids were close enough to the field. They said one ref had bad body odor. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's it, you're definitely right there. And then the footballs go flying into the stands. You get to keep the football. Like, how do you guys make any money? There's like 100 fans here. And uh, you must be taking a bath or something. Uh, it, it's my goal to get that place sold out. Next year, for sure. West Michigan Ironman, you must go. It's a great time. And then I do all the interacting in the arena during, like, they have games on the field, whatever. Pop a balloon, win a prize. Cornhole toss, win a prize. Stuff like that. Shoot out some T-shirts to the crowd. A lot of fun. Okay, I want to read to you an email from Dennis. Dennis, by the way, contributed a nice uh, list for the Insane Asylum, which I have to get after this week. If you ever have a list of songs that you want to send along my way for the Insane Asylum, uh, I can't guarantee that I use uh, all of it or any of it, but send it along. Again, it's a classic rock radio station, so don't be like Aram and send me, what did you send me again? Like Tracy Tra- Tracy Chapman songs and... Uh, uh, Leonard Cohen songs. What? What? Dennis sent me a nice list. Eric, I really enjoy the podcast. Keep up the good work. Just wanted to share a quick feel-good story with you, and I'll make it very brief. I have a very sweet friend of mine from high school whose husband is has been dying and is going to die from kidney failure. I cannot imagine the thoughts that have gone through his head during this time. And after what you disclosed about Jeffrey's thoughts, remember Jeffrey said, um, if this doesn't work, I'm killing myself. I already picked out the tree limb. True. It's scary to say the very least. However, I saw a post on Facebook last night was short and very sweet. My friend wrote, I just got the call. A kidney is available. Off to Madison, Wisconsin for a quick dialysis surgery in the morning. It is remarkable how efficient and downright fast this process is when opportunity is available. Just thought I'd share and say thanks to you and everybody else who opts to give the gift of life. By the way, are you able to use my list or should I send another one? Just busting your balls. Take care, Dennis. No, Dennis, the list is coming. Glad you reminded me, though, because I did, in fact, forget about it. But, uh, yeah, so your friend right now, if he has been operated on, and I'm guessing right now, actually, because I got this email last night at 713. So he's either has the kidney in him, if uh, if you're sending me that late, or he's in the surgery right now. And then things will start to turn around for the better for that person. Quickly. What was on your list? Hmm. Dennis's insane asylum list. Sweet Jane, Lou Reed from Rock and Roll Animal. Great, great song. 
Chili Peppers song that I haven't heard of called My Lovely Man. All right. Well, I'll, I'll re- I haven't heard that. I'll review it. He's got a Kiss song on there called Who Wants to Be Lonely? And I'm very, very suspicious of that. I wonder if John is still listening, if he knows about the Kiss song, Who Wants to Be Lonely? Because he's a huge fan of the band Kiss. That looks like it could be a stinker. Blue Oyster Cults, This Ain't the Summer of Love. Uh-huh. Bullshitter's Lament by Blues Traveler. Gentlemen by the Afghan Wigs. I am familiar with that. There's a lot of weirdo songs here. I might use some of these. These are all like Adam's Oddity type songs. Body Talk by Rat. Oh, boy. Rolling Stone, Stray Cat Blues. I'm sure I'll use that one. Uh, yeah, these a lot of these are Little Susie I played recently on Tesla. Ashes to Ashes by Bowie, perhaps. It's all mixed up by the cars. It's a great song. Ecstatic by Foo Fighters. I like that. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to use some of these and break it up because I can't go too weirdo. You know, I got to be able to relate to the list to some degree. So some I'll use some of the list and then use some of it later on. Again, if you want to, ever want to send me a list. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. Okay. Let us review. Because we're going to get into the asshole of the day in just a minute. Mike Ball brings the Little Debbie snacks to my house in a very bold move to try to get me off of my training before it has even begun. The training itself yesterday was a complete failure. My issues with the weed eater. By the way, also, I forgot to mention, the toilet is still not fixed. Just as an update. I did not even attempt it. Very, very busy. The squirrel baffle is on. The hummingbird has arrived. And I am stoked about getting after that race. Morgan Wallen is back with a vengeance. We talked to Carlo Bellario. Kenny Maine spoke with Aaron Rodgers. MMA weirdo trains by having his buddy punch him in the face. And Conor McGregor lost his mind about that. Liz Cambage says she's proud to be a big bitch. She's the player for the Las Vegas Aces who's mad at the coach because the coach said, come on, she's 300 pounds. Dennis sent an email along and whatever else was in there, you fill in the blanks is what we talked about on the show. Not a little light on asshole of the day nominations, but to me, one does stand out. Yesterday, it was the kids singing the Cardi B song. Which I spoke yesterday to Amanda. I felt kind of bad. I sh- I'm like, I, you know, I, I shouldn't have put you on the spot like that. I don't want people. And she's like, I don't want people to think that I'm a bad mother. It's like, well, you didn't do it. I mean, you didn't do it and your kid didn't do it. So I don't see what, what you have to worry about. What a story, though. My God, the awkward on that. Okay. Uh, if you have any other nominations for Asshole of the Day, throw them up there right now. John could earn an Asshole of the Day for trying to on that whole Kenny Amanda thing. 
this email from Jeff. Zane, I really enjoyed the discussion about the captain from Z93 on Friday. I remember when I was in college driving home to Bay City from Michigan State and listening to that crazy guy. He would often, he would also call, he would also often say the word kabooby to the callers for some strange reason, which did find its way. I told that story on uh, Freeburn Outwings. That was a made-up word. I enjoy the Zane show. Continued good luck. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, Yeah, I'm glad you reminded me of that because I actually called Joe yesterday and spoke with him for about 10, 15 minutes. Um, As he's, uh, yeah, he he said that he had a couple of minor strokes. He barely knew it. He said what uh, was is more was worse was the procedure to um, to fix the uh, blood clots in his uh, in his arteries going to his brain. He uh, survived. His speech is a little wonky, but he, he doesn't sound that different to me at all. He's still just as surly and awesome, and I love that about him. And uh, so I talked to him for about 10 or 15 minutes. Um, I'm still uh, trying to come up with the way that possibly I could have him on the show uh, and, and broach that topic with him. We shall see. Thank you, Jeff, for the email. All right. Don't forget about my friends at Bennett Flooring Installation, Jacob and Jason Bennett. Thanks again to them for being part of the show. It's real simple. Go ahead and get the surface ready. Rip up the old flooring. Rip up the carpet. Um, whatever you need to do to get it appropriately set for someone to come in and work on it like you were doing it, okay? You can do the work of getting all of the old stuff out. No problem. That's going to save you some money. Uh, head over, buy the flooring that you want from wherever you buy it from. Bring it back to your house. Bennett shows up. They measure the room. Okay, for us to install that here, it's going to cost you this much. That's it. Okay? It's going to be lower than everybody else, the price, and it's going to look better than everybody else. So imagine that. You're paying the least for getting the best. You know who's not in the equation here? You. Because if you set out to install the flooring, you get one shot, mom's spaghetti. You fuck it up, the whole thing's screwed, you got to rip it all up, now you're paying uh, twice the amount. Oh, God, don't do that. Wait, don't even consider starting the final laying of the flooring. Have Bennett uh, Bennett Flooring Installation do it. Call them if you're in West Michigan, 616-318-0167 and have them do it for you, okay? Just call and have them give you an estimate, and you can decide from there. There's no, uh, there's no obligation if you get an estimate, and it's free. Blue Frost IT reminds you that if you have any IT issues, either at home or at work, they are the ones to call, 616-285-50, or send an email, info at bluefrostit.com. Now, if you are in the workplace, and either you are the man at the workplace or the woman or you work for the woman or the man, you may need Blue Frost IT for something like uh, upgrading all of your systems. If your employees are working on old gear, it's slow, it's production time, it costs money to work slow. Don't work slow. Upgrade your stuff today. Basically, Blue Frost IT, Alan shows up with a pen and a paper, and he has a uh, complimentary consultation with you about your needs in the business. Everybody's complaining about the speed of the computers. Only half the monitors work. The network sucks. The printers are a disaster. Uh, I don't even have any place to plug this shit in. They take care of everything. 
could be you're moving the office or you have a brand new office being built. Make sure that that uh, room is wired appropriately with the amount of uh, wall jacks and things like that and everything you need to be a state-of-the-art in terms of IT. And then uh, you pay them a service, a monthly service fee, and every, every month you're, you're, uh, you're covered for any type of uh, if anything goes south. I do that. I, I pay a very small amount of money each month in case there's any problems with my tech. They take care of it. All of this, you can find out more by reaching out to them, 616-285-50, or info at bluefrostit.com. There's even more services that they, that they deal with. Uh, if some of your some of you people, your the employees are not coming back to work, they might stay working from home. Uh, their, their home computers need to be serviced from time to time. Blue Frost IT does that. Maybe a solid-state hard drive installed. Uh, anything you need tech-wise for your IT, Blue Frost IT online at bluefrostit.com. Which, by the way, we need a Tech Tuesday. I just—it's been way too long. I, I think I owe them more than one. Thank you, Blue Frost IT. Last but not least, Cornhole America buy data set of Cornhole boards custom made from cornholeamerica.com. They ship anywhere in the USA. Get on it, Cornhole boards from Cornhole America, custom for Dad on Father's Day. All right. Thank you very much to them, and they can. you can also reach out to them about hosting a fundraiser. you got somebody in your community who needs uh, some, some funds raised. You want to have a great time with, uh, with other people coming out and having a big cornhole competition? Raise money that way, and you get to keep the cornhole boards. Cornholeamerica.com for more information. Okay, folks, here we go. It's asshole of the day time. Who's it going to be? Cornhole, I'm sorry, uh, what am I doing? Asshole of the Day Award is sponsored by JM Synthetics and TC Paintball. Thank you to them. See if there's any thoughts. Let's see. Apparently, um, the Schaefer's, the PS4 kept overheating, I guess. And um, Blue Frost IT came to the rescue. Nice. Dennis says, concerning the Kiss song, it is a bit weird. The Kiss song is classic, no makeup, pink outfit wearing butt rock. Oh, boy. Well, I don't even know if I like it. We'll see. Uh, Jason says, we were sponsor champs this week. We used Blue Frost IT services. Throat Slash Dale's services and visited Van Dyke Mortgage Arena. And I just ordered oil from JM Synthetics. All right. I want to go. I went to the old Rampage games a lot in GR. That's Terry. Yeah, you want to go to the if, once I get tickets, I'll let you know. Terry, you're on you're you're on the hook. You're 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 set up with tickets. I will get you tickets. Tio says, asshole of the day, the NBA double the WNBA coach dude. I don't know. Come on, she's 300 pounds. You're thinking that that's what did that's what did it? That should be asshole of the day because he said that. Let's see. All right. I disagree. I think the asshole of the day 
should be Liz Cambage for not kicking his ass. In my opinion, Liz Cambage should have just punched that dude right in the fucking mouth. Okay? If she was so worried about it. Instead of a huge... If you if you don't... If you want to play like the boys and with the boys, act like a dude. And don't act like a bitch with your complaints on Instagram. Just go kick his ass. What are you, Kenny? What are you going to write Google reviews about the coach now? What the hell is wrong with you? So in my opinion, uh, Liz Cambage is your asshole of the day. All right? There you go. That is the end of the Eric Zane Show podcast. Thanks again for being part of it. Dirk says, I could nominate my belly fat and bouncy moves. Yeah, laugh it up. Laugh it up. All right, folks, have a good one. I'll talk to you down the road. Thanks again. Please subscribe to the podcast. We got to your podcast. Download away. Like, uh, like it on Facebook. Retweet it on Twitter. All that shit. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.